to welcome everyone. Um, welcome myself back. I was in Guatemala last week, a few days. Going there, it took us like one day. Coming back took us another full day. And we only ministry, you know, we ministered uh, there for only for only one half day actually, but it was very fruitful. I was so grateful that, that I went and thank you for your prayer. Uh, title of this, today's message, there's now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Whole passage is there. It's a title. Uh, if we have to go to a place like island or isolated place, and if you have only one chapter of the Bible, you can only take one chapter of the Bible, what would you take if you have a choice? Uh, proverb, like what chapter? Like only one chapter. You cannot take, yeah, not only one single book, but chapter. Uh, someone says Psalm 23, 23, right? I mean, David's well-known the Psalm. Anyone else? We got to read the Bible, right? So we, you know, what's in the Bible, right? <laughs> a the, the person asked same question to uh, Bible teachers. And seven out of 12 answer, same answer, which is, not Psalm 23, but Romans chapter 8. I personally love Romans chapter. I remember I spoke a whole book of uh, Romans. Uh, I taught the class of book of Romans, and I, I preached Romans chapter 8, I think four or five sessions for KM, and I remember one of the elderly lady uh, challenge, she wants, wanted to memorize the entire chapter. In Romans chapter 8, is has a 39 verses. And she did challenge, and she memorized it all. And he, she decided, she's, this is elderly concerning lady, old person. And she decided in front of the congregation. She didn't miss any single word. She would perfectly uh, memorize the whole thing. Anybody want to challenge that? <laughs> she was an elderly woman. <laughs> you guys are young, right? Uh, <clears throat> Indeed, Romans chapter 8 is an inspirational chapter, passage. To so many Christians, and it's also it is dear uh, uh, to me. And I want to maybe cover maybe four or five weeks uh, on book of Romans chapter 8. And I want to uh, share only verse 2 today. Uh, should we read this verse today together? Let's, let's begin. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. Uh, I love this passage. It starts with therefore, the word therefore. Therefore, uh, Paul, uh, when you look at the first seven chapters, he built his argument about uh, we're all sinners. There's no way, we, no way we can save by ourselves. And, and he shared passages like Romans chapter 7 and 24. What a wretched man I am who will rescue me from this body of death. Isn't this kind of depressing? But I personally love this passage because I felt like I'm not the only person who feel this way. Even Apostle Paul felt that way. Oh, my goodness. Well, did, did he say this statement when he was like infant believer? No. 
I mean, he made this statement after he lived so many years of Christian, you know, living, Christian life. But birth didn't end like you know, up to uh, chapter 7. But after he built the argument that nobody can save, then chapter 8, all of a sudden, it begins with, therefore, there's now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. He didn't probably say like what I just read. There is now no condemnation with the triumphal you know, sound. Those, those who are in Christ Jesus, no condemnation. I believe this is one of the most important passages uh, in the entire Bible. What does that mean? No condemnation in those who are in Jesus Christ. What does that mean? Let me uh, try to explain to you in, in three different ways. Number one, God does not reject me when I sin. That's what that means. Once you give your life to Christ, He's not going to reject you. He's not going to kick you out from his family because you became his family member. John uh, 6.37 says, All that the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. See, it is by God we could come to God. If we went to God, nobody He's not going to drive us out. Never means never, right? You will never drive us away. But what if we keep abiding in sin? Is he still not going to kick us out? What do you think? The relationship remains still the same, right? But... The fellowship probably has, has, has an issue, right? God is holy God. Therefore, he cannot have a fellowship with people who are still abiding in sin. So as a Christian, our stage is always pure and clean if we are abiding in his love, in his presence. So whenever we commit a sin, we have to bring that up to the Lord so he can cover us with his precious blood. So we can have fellowship with God. So it is, repentance is so important. Therefore, we got to come constantly with repentance so that we keep the vital relationship with the Lord. But once you become a child of God, you are forever a child of God. He still loves you. He still accepts you when you even commit a sin. Uh, many, many years ago, maybe over 20 years ago, uh, yeah, I, I started a ministry with young people, young Korean-speaking people living in Los Angeles. And when we started church, we had a, you know, like when you begin a like church, there are so many needs out there that we, we had to buy a lot of stuff. And my brother-in-law, he uh, used to own 99-cent store. And so I, I called him, can I... Uh, pick a few items from your store. He said, no problem, come anytime. So I went to his store with two chipsanim, deacons. And I, I, I told them, uh, pick up any item that we need. But I'm going to give you only 15 minutes. 
because my brother knows he's not here yet. You know, uh, you know, it was kind of, I didn't have to do that, but, you know, just do that. Let's, let's, do, let's leave before he comes. Uh, but he called, you know, the manager to uh, give us permission to, so we can pick up any, any items we want. And they were kept looking at me, is this okay, Pastor King, is this okay? I said, no problem, no problem. What if they, you know, they, they charge us? What if they kick us out? No, because I know the owner of this uh, store. In spiritual sense, God's not going to kick us out because we know Him. It, it is a matter of how much we know our Lord. By knowing Him, we can trust Him. As much as we know Him, we can trust Him. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I love the expression, in Christ and Christos. Paul used that expression 167 times in his writing. Do you feel like you are far away from God today? Let me ask you once again. Do you feel like you're far away from God today? Like millions of miles away from God? Some of us might say, I don't deserve God's love. You know, I'm miserable. I don't think God's not going to accept me because I went too far. If that is you, I want to say you are wrong. You are wrong. He is always there. He will accept you today, right now. You probably heard this expression, if you feel far, far from God, guess who moved? If you feel far from God, guess who moved? It is us. He never changes. He will never reject us. That's what that means. There's no condemnation. Those who are in Jesus Christ, that's what that means. Second point I want to make is, God does not angry at us when I'm inconsistent. Sometimes we are mad at ourselves. Are you mad at yourself today? Sometimes we are so impatient to ourselves. But you know what? God is patient. God is so patient with us. This is a beautiful truth. God is patient with us. God is patient with us. God knows it takes years to get mature. He understands how inconsistent we are. Therefore, He doesn't condemn us. He, know, he knows how we were formed. He knows that we are mere human beings. He knows the struggles that we are going through right now. I simply love the fact that, I'm very encouraged the fact that He knows me. He knows my uh, weaknesses. You know this song, right? I have a maker. I have a maker. He formed my heart. Before even time began, my life was in His hand. He knows my name. He knows my every thought. He sees each tear that falls and hears me when I call. What a beautiful song. I have a father. He calls me his own. My goodness. My father's calling. Hey, you are mine. He will never leave me no matter where I go. He knows my name. He knows my every thought. He sees each tear that falls 
and hears me when I call. He hears me when I call. He hears me when I call. He hears me when I call. You keep repeating, right? Beautiful song. Psalm uh, 103, 13, 14 says, As the Father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him, for he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. We have many children in our church. When you see the babies, how do you feel about them? Aren't they so cute? Aren't they so dull? I mean, like, lovable? If we ask the same question to Stephen and Sine, maybe they have a different answer. Oh, that really makes me crazy, you know? No, actually, it's so cute, right? So lovable. But what I learned over many years, looking at the baby, what I realized, it takes years after years to a person to become mature. That's the lesson, actually, what I learned. Therefore, I do, uh, I learn how to be patient with others. Because I, I realize it takes years. When I look at even my life, I mean, it takes years that I can be uh, a disciple of Jesus Christ. If you have a child who just began to walk, and if they fall, you don't rebuke them, right? How can you not walk straight? Come on, you're two years old. You don't do that, right? Same thing to God. He's patient with us. He knows our weak points. He knows how feeble we are. Therefore, he doesn't get surprised by our mistakes, nor disappointed at our shortcomings. I like this passage. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet was without sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of our need. Our Lord, he knows because he went through everything that we went through. Last point I want to make is God does not punish me when I sin. What is punishment, by the way? Punishment in biblical set, you know, setting uh, is a payment for past sin. Why does, not, why does God not punish us? Because Jesus paid payment in full. He paid in full. Paid it all. So when he died on the cross 2,000 years ago, he paid in full payment. Therefore, we, we claim if God punished them, means that payment wasn't enough. That wasn't good enough. You know what I'm talking about? It was enough. Christ's sacrificial life was good enough for our past and even future sins. First Peter 3.18 says, For Christ died for sins once for all. Once for all. He didn't have to die every year. But once for all. The righteous for the one righteous. For us, right? To bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive by the Spirit. 
we have to understand the difference between uh, punishment and discipline. God loves his children, so he disciplines us. But not punish us, right? Therefore, we don't have to worry about punishment of God. Uh, Psalm 103, 9 through 12 says, He will not always accuse, nor will be. Will he harbor his anger forever? He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has that he moved our transgression from us. You know, why is this important? Why is this important? Because many of us living under the fear. We are not perfect. So we make mistakes. We commit sin intentionally, sometimes unintentionally. When we sin, we are afraid of God's punishment. We should have fear, like reverential fear, not you know, fear of like, God's going to punish me or anything. I'm not saying today, now you are free to commit a sin. Now you are free to commit sin without even fear. That's not what I'm saying. If you took the passage like that, you are missing out. You are totally misunderstand the glorious gospel. Once you give your life to Christ, our sin nature, our nature has been changed. And we have a brand new life in Christ. That's what I want to try to say today. I was so happy last week, more than few people respond to the, to the evangelion, to the gospel message. You gave your life to Christ. You made a commitment. Your nature has changed. That is amazing truth. Difference between Christians and non-Christians, only one thing. Submit yourself to the Lord. That's the difference. Admitting that our shortcomings and submit yourself to the Lord. That make big difference because new nature start working in your life. You are no longer under his condemnation because you gave your life to Christ. So what does happen uh, when Christian sins? Let me quickly go over. Sins hurts other people around us. Sins hurt us and destroy our happiness. You know, there's natural consequence. You have to understand natural consequence and punishment. For example, if we drink too much, you will, you, you, what, what? liver can get damaged, right? If you smoke too much, it can damage your lung. It's just, that's, that's natural consequences. But it's not a punishment. So sin hurts us and destroys our happiness. Sin breaks our fellowship. This is the most, I think, serious matter. When you commit sin, it breaks our fellowship with God. And God doesn't want you to, God us to live miserable, right? right? Therefore, we have to claim the blood of Christ every time we come to the Lord. When you even wake up in the morning, first word, you know, that comes out from our mouth should be just claiming the name of Jesus Christ. Because without His anointment of the Holy Spirit, we can't even sustain even one single day. 
That's, I mean, living like so many years in, as a Christian in you know, life, that, that's the conclusion that I have. Rely on Jesus Christ, His, His Spirit every single day. But the life is so, so vital, so abundant. You cannot compare with the happiness that the world can provide. So, last point. What should I do when I sin? Confess. If we confess our sin, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. We make mistakes. We commit sins. Even until, I mean, we probably meet the Lord. Therefore, we constantly have to come bring that up to the Lord. Don't try to beg Him. Don't try to bargain with God. You know, bargain and begging is not conf- confession. Sometimes we bright, you know, bright God. But that's not a confession. Just believe the fact. In Christ, there's no condemnation. I often illustrate uh, my point with this. Let's say this is Bible. This is the Jesus Christ. Let's say this is your life. We mess it up. If you are in Christ, do you see your sins? What do you see? Nothing but Ken's Bible, right? If we are in Christ, he or she's new creation. Lord, all that's gone, new has come. Therefore, it is important for us to abide in his presence every single day. And this is the journey. I, I, I want to say most exciting journey that we can, we can take. You know, it is kind of weird, but I thought I knew a lot. But when you, get, when you go into kind of deeper, it's like, wow, I didn't realize how abundant this Christian life is. Then I go, next year is getting deeper and deeper and deeper. Circumstances, getting worse and worse and worse sometimes. But still, the life, the journey that God is leading us is deeper and deeper and deeper. But the key is Jesus Christ. He's the key. There's no condemnation. Those who are in Jesus Christ. Let the truth speak to your heart today so that you can live the vital life that God is providing for all of us. Let's pray. Let's pray. (coughs) Thank you, Jesus, for your encounter, Lord God. Uh, We want to meet truth today, Lord. (coughs) As you have proclaimed it, Lord God, therefore, there's now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. (coughs) Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit of life set us free from the law of sin and death. Thank you for the true Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray.